everybody. Welcome to another episode of Entrepreneur Masters. I am Cindy Donaldson, and I am really stoked to have John Stankiewicz with us here today. Um, John, I met through our network marketing company that we both partner with, and I recently read his book, Beyond the Classroom, and it was one of those professional development books that I just did not want it to end. I mean, I'm the queen of reading some really great novels, and you know you get sad at the end, but with this book, I seriously didn't want it to end. So, John, welcome. I can't wait for you to share your story with the world, and... I know people are going to be just as fascinated as I am with your story. So welcome. Thank you, Cindy. Pumped to be here and just pumped that we were able to meet through our business and just form a relationship because everything you're doing is amazing. I feel like we aligned so well and we've just clicked day one for, because we just have the same type of mindset. So I'm pumped for this episode today. Yeah, me too. So let's dive right into the book because um, obviously like we met through our network marketing company uh, through your mom and she was just like, you need to meet my son, John. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'll meet him. So just so everybody knows, I'm 58, John is 25 and he has taught me so much about business. It blows my mind because I thought I was a fairly savvy entrepreneur until I met John Stankowitz. And the stuff that you have done in your life, John, is just fascinating. So what I really love about it is that you are so raw in the book about how in high school, you got kicked out of school for some stupid reason, right? And that could have either crushed you or it could have kicked you in the ass and it kicked you in the ass. So kind of tell you know our listeners a little bit about that time in your life and what the, what the trigger was, what the shift was. Yeah, well, growing up and we're from the same, well, I moved to Goshen, so I don't know how long you've lived in Goshen for, but you know, it's a very Born small and town. Born and raised? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I moved here when I was nine, and I, I was in Torrington before that, so it's not really like a, a drastic, I've been in the same area my whole life, but obviously Goshen's a very small town. Our high school consisted of, I think my graduating class ended up being 97 students from three towns combined, and you know, very farm town, very rural, and just growing up. Um, I was always kind of just bored with the curriculum school had, you know what I mean? Like sitting through class and I just never understood it and it just never excited me. So in order to cope with being in school every single day, I would, I was definitely a little bit of a troublemaker. I love to get a laugh out of people and love to get a rise out of everyone and would just do things that would constantly find me in the principal's office. But as you just said, so when I was 14 years old in my freshman year of high school, I did something a little bit more serious and it's pretty stupid, especially in hindsight now, seeing how far this industry has come. But I got caught selling a $5 bag of weed in history class and (laughs) it resulted in me, like I wasn't a drug dealer or anything like that, but it resulted in me getting kicked out of school for half the school year, over half the school year, I had to do 200 hours of community service before I could return and do all my tutoring hours outside of school because it wouldn't allow me in the school building. And I remember my mom and my family just like, I felt like such a disgrace around them. I felt like the world was coming to an end. I never knew how, I didn't know how I was going to become successful. I thought I would be destined to working at McDonald's because what college is going to accept a student who got expelled and how does someone who got kicked out of high school recover? And after moping around for a few weeks, my mom and my stepfather sat me down. They're like, John, look, you're 14 years old. It may feel like the end of the world now, but you have so much time ahead of you. You have so much time to recover from this. And you can really use this as an opportunity to make you or break you. And I made the decision 
after really thinking about it, I'm like, you know what? They're right. It's hard to conceive at the time when you're 14, you feel like, how am I ever going to recover? But there is so much time ahead of you. And I made the decision that I'd figure out how to become successful one way or another. And I put that decision and, and that energy out to the universe. And at first I really didn't know how I was going to make it happen. And because all I knew at that point was society's advice of go to school, get good grades, get into a good college, get a good degree, go work for a good company with good benefits and a steady paycheck. And after 40 years, retire and enjoy what's left. So I never liked that wisdom, but I didn't really know any other way. It just didn't seem like none of my teachers or uh, people around me made it sound like any other type of lifestyle is possible. So I followed that path. I wanted to become a physical therapist because I saw the opportunity to earn six figures and I enjoyed sports. So I followed that path, got my act back together in school, got into a few colleges and one that I was really excited to go to. And that was my second big moment of adversity that's helped form me into who I am today because about a month before I was set to go away to school and I'd already gone to orientation, signed up for classes, met people I'd be going to school with, told all my teachers, family, peers. I was so excited to get out of our small town and start this path to success. And about a month before, my mom had to sit me down and say, John, look, you neglected to apply for scholarships. We don't have money. The out-of-state tuition was $50,000 for the first year. She's like, we don't have that kind of money. You can't get loans that large your first year. The best we can do is have you commute to the local community college down the street from us. And again, I played the victim so hard. And in hindsight, I'm embarrassed. I acted like a little selfish little child, but I was so upset. I remember slamming my door, wouldn't talk to anyone for two weeks, even lied to my friends that the school messed up my housing because I was so embarrassed that I couldn't afford it. And again, after a couple of weeks, it was decision time again. It's like, let this make me or break me. And I decided that I was never going to let finances dictate the decisions I'd make the rest of my life. And again, I didn't know how to do, I was going to do that. I'd been working in kitchens for 30 hours a week. That was kind of how I made my money. And it's so funny, just, just frying behind a fry later and a grill, sweating, flipping burgers, for 30 hours a week, making $250 on a good week. And uh, just, I knew that that wasn't life for me. I just did it to get by, but did that, went to school. And uh, a year after, so I transferred into the University of Connecticut. And that's when I was introduced to entrepreneurship, which just changed everything for me, which my book is really about network marketing, especially. And we can get into whatever level you want to with that, but just got introduced to entrepreneurship and saw this new lifestyle of living my life by design. I saw the opportunity to be my own boss, create a residual income, which I never even knew existed and really just call the shots. And there's just a whole new lifestyle that I was never even aware of. And I was immediately all in. Um, and we had so many different businesses throughout college, but network marketing was my first introduction. We went through school. We uh, had a business busing students to off-campus events. We were flipping textbooks during finals week, trading stocks, flipping sports jerseys online, you name it, we probably tried it. And by the end of college, uh, I got my degree in applied mathematics and economics, but I vowed to never have to put that degree to use. And I had this network marketing business that was paying me a residual income that was more than what most of my friends were making going to the cube farm is what I like to call it. And uh, that's the last place I wanted to go. And I always had this dream and desire to travel the world. So instead of going down that traditional route, I five days after graduation ended up moving to Florence, Italy every Monday getting a paycheck from my growing network marketing organization and just got to live such an awesome lifestyle over there. I traveled to over 25 different countries, many of them multiple times, 
I got in a club promoting over there. So I got to meet so many influential people throughout the city and just meet tons of really awesome people. And, uh, you know, after that experience, I came back, really started treating my business like a business instead of a side hustle. And that's when things got taken to the next level with, I underwent some serious personal development, just got really, really committed to my business. And then since then we've gone on to, I've become a top 10 earner for ages 25 and under in our network marketing company for three years in a row. I've been able to invest in different businesses I'm passionate about. I just recently published my first book that Cindy just mentioned, um, Beyond the Classroom, The Unconventional Education of an Entrepreneur, which really takes you in a much more in-depth journey and highlights all the most important lessons I learned to become successful that came from outside of traditional school. And now we're just paying it forward and just helping other people create a similar lifestyle and preach an entrepreneurship because it's been such an awesome journey so far. And I feel like we're just getting started. So I, I encourage you to buy the book because he goes into such detail on some of these side hustles that he did through college. It's just, I, I was just in awe. And I mean, I had known John for, I don't know, several months before I bought the book and I thought I knew his story, but buy the book, trust me, you won't want to put it down. One of the things that I find really fascinating about you, John, is that you learned at a very early age some key lessons. One is to be decisive. Like you see an opportunity and you take it and you're like, you don't give a shit if you fail or not, because you always have this mindset of what's the worst thing that's going to happen. I'm going to try it. If I fail, I'm going to learn something. I'm going to meet some new people. And I coach a lot of people who are sort of stuck in the cube farm. They're in a nine to five job or they're my age, kind of close to retirement and they don't want to continue working and they might want to, you know, it's kind of like what's next. And this limiting belief and this fear of failure stops so many people from doing stuff. And I just love that you figured this out at an early age. I wish I had figured it out at 25. So kind of talk a little bit about that because, I mean, your stories in Florence, Italy were just insane. And I see it over and over again. Like the odds are stocked against, you know, stacked against you and you're like, screw it, I'm going. And mm-hmm. you go. So share a little bit about what's in your head in those, you know, instances? Yeah, well, I feel once I got introduced to entrepreneurship, I was pretty much shortly after introduced to failure and rejection, right? <laughs> because school just teaches you failure and rejection is bad, stay away from it. And when I got introduced to entrepreneurship, I saw this lifestyle and it, with it, it brought all of these different challenges you have to face, right? So with my first business, it, w- uh, it was a network marketing business that we sold an all natural energy drink. But really, the main product we were selling was the opportunity, right? The financial freedom, this life of design. And the energy drink was just kind of like a, a part of the platform to get there. So right off the bat, I was super excited. I couldn't believe that this was a reality. And I'm sharing with all the people that I've met throughout my entire life. I shared the vision with everyone. And a lot of people hopped on board, but a lot of people I met with extreme resistance, right? They're like, listen, Bernie Madoff, we're not getting into this house of cards you're trying to build. We're not letting you steal our money. And really just a lot of rejection. And one of my, and I I learned that how to navigate through it in a way that you don't take it personally. And that what we do with business is really numbers, but it's also like people just don't know what they don't know. Not everyone's an entrepreneur. And just because other people don't see your vision doesn't mean that it's not possible because you have to understand how people are really raised and programmed. They're raised to think that traditional way that I described earlier of go to school and getting a good job at a respectable company is success. 
and that you're crazy to think that you can go out there and create an income uh, that is as big as you want it to be and work from anywhere and design your life. They think that everything's kind of already laid out for them and they have to follow that path. So that was one thing I realized, but I remember one of my biggest lessons for rejection and failure was during that textbook business we had, um, my personal job was I would stand outside lecture halls. We, we would do all this research, figure out where the finals were happening, what the class was, what the book was, uh, how much we could get for the book, everything. We had it all laid out. So I would stand outside the lecture halls of sometimes 200, 250 people with a stack of cash, a stack of our flyers, and I'd offer to buy people's books as they walked out of these lecture halls. And how the numbers normally broke down is out of 225 people, if I got about 20 to 25 people to sell me their book, I'd make close to $1,000 or more just from an hour of getting extremely uncomfortable. And it is uncomfortable, right? Because I'm seeing people I know, they're like, what are you doing, dude? Shouldn't you be studying for finals? Like, times must be tough if you're out here trying to buy textbooks. And normally, like I said, so 25 people, would we'd buy the book. That means 225 told us no in some way, shape, or form. Either they didn't have the book, they wanted to check elsewhere, they were giving it to a friend, they just flat out ignored me when I approached them to buy it, whatever it was. But just having that small percentage of 10% or less say yes to me resulted in over $1,000 in an hour of work, right? And that's when it really started clicking to me. And when you, you realize you don't need everyone to say yes, and you don't need everyone to follow what you're doing. But if you can get a small percentage of people to see the vision or uh, you know, sign up for your service, make the sale with, then it results in massive payout. So it's, it's one of the most important things is learning to embrace rejection and embrace failure because that's where you learn your biggest lessons and that's where you grow as an entrepreneur and able to take things to the next level. Yeah. Amen to that. I mean, but it's also, you and I talk about this whole path to growth a lot, you know, where you're, you start something new, you're really excited. And then when the going gets tough, people quit, right? I mean, that's when everybody quits and the people that end up on the other side are the ones that persevere. And they also understand that failure is part of the game. So, you know, I'm a huge fan of Napoleon Hill. Like I, I love thinking grow rich. That book changed my life. Just like your book is going to change some other people's lives. Right. Um, and you know, Napoleon Hill preaches a lot about persistence, but he also some two other key points that you just talked about in your textbook story was knowledge. Like you did your homework, right? You didn't just say, Oh, I'm, I'm going to go sell textbooks without figuring out where the people were, how much it costs. So Napoleon Hill called that specialized knowledge. And you, as far as being an entrepreneur, you spend a lot of time on personal development. Like I know you're in this kind of like 90 day growth uh, sprint. You and I are doing it together. And every morning you spend an hour reading. So talk to people about the power of surrounding yourself with people that are smarter than you are, using personal development, and being in this constant state of learning and how it sort of changed your life. Yeah, well, I feel like as an entrepreneur, your biggest competitor is always yourself. And the way to overcome that is to constantly grow yourself and take your, take your mindset and take your beliefs and everything to the next level. And in the beginning, it's a really uh, a process of unlearning because we have all these beliefs we accumulate from our experiences and in our environment that aren't serving us, that are limiting. Like a lot of you that are listening, you might have had a parent who always talked about how they work so hard and they have nothing to show for it, or money's the root of all evil. And people that are rich are the people that are 
destroying the country or whatever belief you may have heard from them. And subconsciously that sticks with you and you start self-sabotaging yourself in the process and preventing yourself from actually going out and accumulating money or getting into a position of, um, you know, success because you have this limiting belief that came from someone who doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean it's true. And because you adopted that belief, now you might genuinely feel like if you go and make a lot of money that you're a bad person. What you have to understand is that beliefs are an entirely made up set of rules. Like you talk to me, you talk to Cindy, you talk to someone else. We probably all have very varying sets of beliefs. And um, it's really unlearning those when you're first starting because we, we hold on to a lot of things that are really holding us back. People believe you got to go work for that company for 40 years to be a success. And that's what you have to do to go and make a name for yourself. So first it's, I think the biggest first step is awareness. And when entrepreneurship was introduced to me, it was kind of like my enlightenment, right? And that's when I first became aware of what was going on. But then from there, it's like, all right, what are you going to do about it? Because I was never taught how to become an entrepreneur and didn't know exactly what it took. And I certainly didn't have beliefs that aligned with being an entrepreneur. So at first it made me, it took me looking in and saying, okay, well maybe what I've been taught my whole life isn't necessarily the truth. And then replacing those limiting beliefs that have been instilled with me with beliefs that served my vision of, you know what, I can go and build a huge worldwide organization and travel the world and make money from anywhere and build an income as large as I want it to can be. And it's really replacing those limiting beliefs with ones that are going to serve the identity of where you want to go. But then the whole personal development piece plays into it because entrepreneurship can be lonely. And when you need to constantly be plugged in, as, as we were saying, and we just did a call the other day, Cindy, and my mom was, she pointed to the charger on your wall. She's like, you see how your computer's plugged in? If you unplug it for too long, the computer's going to die. And it's the same as us with entrepreneurs. If you're not plugged in and taking in uh, skills and mindset information and working on involving yourself and growing yourself, you're going you're gonna to fall off and you're going to die out as an entrepreneur. So reading every day is just learning new skills, working on your mind. Like I said in the beginning, our biggest competitors ourselves. And when you can really develop awareness around your mind and you, you can take like an inventory of the thoughts that are occurring and weed out the ones that are serving you or not serving you and work on growing and watering the ones that will serve you, it just becomes a whole different game. And our mindset is ultimately what separates the people who fall out from the people who perform at a high level. And it also like the books, podcasts, attending seminars and trainings, connecting with other high level entrepreneurs. That's what elevates you to the next level. Yeah. And it also helps you like, because it is hard, right? I mean, I, a lot of people only see the glory part. They, they see, you know, the fact that I can sell my house and drive around the country in the RV, but they don't see all the work, like the years that I put into it and the hard work and all the failures mm -hmm. that come along with it. And when you are plugged into people that are like-minded and you learn from people that are smarter than you are, that have been down the path before you, when those hard times happen, your mindset can easily shift to, I can do this. I've got this. I know that I just need to persevere. Like I know that this, this is just part of the journey, this hard part. And if I stick with it, I'll learn a lot of lessons. Maybe what I'm doing right now might not work, but the end game often, I, I will often tell people like the end game is usually very different than what you start with, right? So you have your vision of what success looks like. It doesn't mean you won't be successful, but how you get there is usually very different than how you originally planned. 
And when you plug in, like that's the game changer. It really is. It really oh, is. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And it's like the awareness piece too. It's like when you're aware that you're going to face struggles and you're going to face hardships and you're going to deal with friends and family who don't see or understand what you're doing. When you work on your mindset to accept these things. And then once you encounter those challenges, you're much better equipped to deal with them rather than someone who doesn't put the work in on themselves. It's so much easier to just bow out and crawl back to quote unquote safety of just doing what everyone expects you to do. Cause I'll tell you this, I've been in entrepreneurship for a little over eight years now. And for me in the beginning, like I dealt with a lot of rejection and dealt with a lot of people challenging me. Right. Cause when you start something, people really challenge you to see if you're going to stick it out and be consistent with it. And people, whenever I'm bringing new people into our business or talking to new entrepreneurs, they're like, well, what do I do about this person who's saying this and posting this about me and talking to my friends? I'm like, what you do is you stick it out and you stay consistent and you, and you talk with your results. You don't need to say anything to them because at this point in the game, I have people who are my biggest haters in the beginning giving me compliments and saying, you know, what you've done so cool, man. It's so awesome. I wish I could do something like that. I'm like, well, you could have when I introduced it to you eight years ago, it's that, you know, you weren't open to it. And that's really the differentiator is being consistent over a long period of time. Then people stop challenging you when they realize that you're not going to give up and quit. And that's part of the mindset piece. When you see what the other success, the roadmap's there for us, right? Like you read a book and you, you can read and have, we have access to information from the most successful people in the world that'll tell you exactly what their journey was like, exactly the skills they cultivated, exactly the habits you need to form. And when you can yeah, take those in and understand that it's a process and it's going to take time and patience and consistency, then that's really, that awareness is, is all it takes to stick it out. Like, you know what the map is. It's just a matter of following it at that point. And then when you get to start having results, people stop challenging you and they accept it because they, they know that you're going to do what you're going to do. Right. I mean, and I mean, you have to, you have to be a risk taker as well. Right. You know, I mean, I can quickly tell when I'm meeting with somebody that, you know, um, they say they want to be a business owner. They say they want to be an entrepreneur, but then I dive in and their limiting beliefs are so high and they're risk averse. I mean, they're just so incredibly risk averse that, you know that they're really going to struggle. You know, they really will because the, you have to be able to jump off a bridge every once in a while and just know that there's enough water there, which kind of leads me to the, the next part of what I believe is a key um, part of being a successful entrepreneur. And that's being able to visualize yourself in that successful space. Right. So I'm a big dreamer and I'm a very visual person. And when I set myself, you know, on a, a task or I have a big goal, like, you know, when I was doing my dopey challenge, my marathon thing, I knew exactly what it was going to feel like when I crossed that finish line mm-hmm. from getting the medal around my neck to drinking my first beer to like everything I knew how. So when it got really hard, those are the visions that I had in my head. I'm like, I want that. Like, I know what it's going to feel like. and so, you know, people who are younger, I find, and, and it could just be that I'm 58 now. And so like when I was your age, it was harder for me to do that. I mean, do you go through a similar process? A visualization? Like, yeah. Like when yeah. you set your eyes on something, do you like, okay, I know I can feel myself in this space. 
Yeah, I think you have to because if you can't see it first, I, I just don't understand how you can ever get there actually. So visualization and setting a vision for myself, but actually putting yourself in that, like acting as if it's already done, right? And when you act as if it's already exactly. done, then the process, you just know you're just doing the things to create what's already done in your mind. And an example I love to use, because this is way more easier to understand for a lot of people is I remember in college, we're getting ready for spring break. And I write about this a little in my book, but me and my friends were like, let's get into the best shape of our lives for spring break. And we started, but, but it started like, okay, we, we had the idea in my mind. I'm just envisioning looking like, you know, just shredded up, like in the best shape I can be in on the beach in Cabo, San Lucas, like sipping a daiquiri on the, watching the waves roll in with all my friends and uh, the fun we were going to have. So I'm thinking about that. And then it's like, all right, now how do we break it down? Well, we need to follow a certain diet, right? And we took it to the next level. We were working out twice a day. But we knew, like, it was already done in my mind. I saw myself, like, exactly how I'd be standing on that beach. And it was just a matter of executing on the steps that are going to take to inevitably get me there now. And I think it's important, along with visualization and acting as if it's already done, to fall in love with the process. Because... The process is like, that's where all the growth is occurring. And you look back oftentimes, and granted, I've had great like high level results and many things that I've done. But when you look back, I feel like it, the process is what always I kind of miss in a way. Like I love that hustle of the textbooks, like running around campus, sweating, lugging around just piles of books. And like, you, you know what I mean? In that process of getting ready for Cabo and we're going to the gym twice a day and it was just taking things to the next level. And even in business, it's just like the, the dorm room grind, all the, the initial conversations I had. So I think it's acting as if it's done, having a picture in your head of what it's going to look like, what it's going to feel like, what it's going to smell like, like the, the finest details. Because then from there, it's, there's, you create an action plan. And when you're doing the action plan, you're like, well, I'm just doing this because that's what's going to result, the results are going to be. But more importantly, just falling in love with the process because that's ultimately what it's all about is the, the growth. There's so much fulfillment in that. And there's, and there's so much growth in the process of uh, taking things to the next level. So a lot of people that I coach, one of their biggest hangups is, well, not hangups really, but more a roadblock is they really don't know what they want to do. Right. And, you know, I know a lot of kids coming out of high school and college. Now they may have a degree um, or even coming out of high school and they don't want to go to college and they have no clue what they want to do. They think they might be, you know, want to be an entrepreneur. So what advice can you give somebody in that space? Like they're kind of like fumbling, like how did, how do they get, how do they decide? Like you decided to go to Italy, right. To, to try something new. Kind of talk us through that process a little bit. Like how do you figure out where to go? Yeah. There, there's a few different pieces I can answer to this. So I think what and why are two different things that need to be clearly differentiated because your why is the reason you want to do something and what the result is. So like, say, for example, you wanted, and, and, and using my personal example, when I got kicked out of school and I decided I'd become successful one way or another, or when I couldn't afford college and I decided that finances wouldn't dictate the decisions I'd make the rest of my life. I didn't really know what that would look like, but I knew why I wanted those results. And I'm a huge law of attraction guy. 
And when you set that intention, the universe has a crazy way of conspiring to present the opportunities to you necessary. And it's from there up to you to identify them. So if you first just get clear on like, it doesn't need to be the what is the vehicle and the what is almost irrelevant. What's most important is the why exactly. and being clear on the results you want, right? Exactly. And, and you, you, you know this stuff and you set that intention and then opportunities are going to start to attract you. For me, it was entrepreneurship and network marketing. That's what was attracted to me. And I'm fortunate I was able to identify it and run with it. Similarly, you might not, I don't think anyone coming out of high school should know what they want to do with the rest of their life. They're just getting started. But if you have an idea of like, even if it's just, you know, I want to live on the beach. I want to make an income where I can work from my phone. I want to have a wife. I want to have whatever, you know, their ideal future looks like. Then the vehicle or the what will come to you and it's up to you to identify it. And I always recommend to people just try different things as opportunities present themselves, try things because in that process, you're going to figure out what you like and what you don't like. You're going to figure out what you're good at and what you suck at. And on the way you can just hone into a path or a field that suits you perfectly and perfectly forms around the vision of where you want to head. So that's really my biggest advice. And it's simple. And it's, it's a lot of, like you said, jumping in the, jumping off the bridge and trusting there will be water. There's a lot of faith in the process and just knowing that the right things are going to happen for you. But it's incredible. Like, I and, and I'm so early in on this journey, but already piecing the like the map together of getting kicked out of school and not being able to afford college and the network marketing being attracted into my life. Now the book, and it's just like a funnel honing in on exactly what I feel like my purpose is. And the same thing will happen for you, but you need to have faith and you have to tr the the law of attraction, guys, is just as real as the law of gravity. Like it's unbelievable how how true it holds in all case in all cases and scenarios like your reality external reality right now is a direct result from your internal reality and your thoughts and your feelings and if you don't like it you, you might be like well my life sucks right now How are you gonna tell me this is my fault but I want you to take a true inventory of your beliefs and your thoughts that you had um, are, are you someone who your parents told you like that they felt like they worked hard and they have nothing to show for it and that you got to go work 60, 80 hours outside in the sun, mowing lawns or whatever it is, you know, to pay the bills and, you know, you're miserable about it because you can go in and it's up to you to decide what those beliefs are and, and for you to create your reality. But it all starts with making that decision and putting those intentions out there and having faith in the process and just being able to identify the opportunities as they arise. Yeah. I mean, you are what you speak, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm coughing. <laughs> but you know, if you put out to the universe that you're successful, you will be mm -hmm. 100%. So I'm going to let you talk for a second because I'm going to have a conversation. No, no, you're right good. Then. And I can, I can expand off that. You put out to the universe that you're successful and it will come. I think a lot of people have a hard time wrapping their head around that because it's hard for people to see their current circumstance and envision being in that place of, you know, they're like, well, it's easy. Okay. I'm successful, but they're looking around and they're in a tiny crammed apartment. They're wrapped yeah, up to their neck right? and credit card debt. And you know, they hate their job. They probably, you know what I mean? And it's hard for them to envision that, but that's truly the first step, but it's not enough to just say that you need to start mirroring the actions and, and doing the things to really work on yourself and start attracting those opportunities because opportunities will come and there's no lack of opportunity anywhere. It's really just up to you to capitalize on it. But 
working on yourself and creating a an internal world that's conducive to success first is what's going to result in your external world bringing those opportunities and and portraying a successful life so and it's really it, as simple as you know you wake up in the morning and you're like if you say today's going to be a shitty day it will be I mean, mm -hmm. it, it really travels throughout your day. And I've seen these big shifts in my life. I look back and I've had a lot of failures and a lot of like crappy marriage. Um, you know, I had a business that, you know, went under and cost me half a million dollars and I had to start over, I had to live on my sister's couch with my kids for a while. I mean, I've, I've been there, right? And the, the same ha thing that happened in my life happened in yours, right? You, you get to a point where enough is enough and you're like, I can either be in this dark space or I can choose to be something different. And I am a firm believer that you have the exact life that you want. You mm -hmm. do, because if you want something different and you want it badly enough, you'll figure it out how to make it happen. You will. It may not be easy, but you'll figure it out. Yeah. I agree. And this is, this is such a basic example, but it's so true. I was talking to one of my buddies, Morgan, the other day, and we were talking about law of attraction. He's like, think about when you want pizza, what happens first? You have that idea in your mind of pizza, right? And, <laughs> and then you become yeah, obsessed with pizza. <laughs> but no, you like, you have this picture, like you have this pizza and then you decide like, oh, I love pepperoni and sausage and bacon on it. And you have this picture of the pizza and then it's a matter, and then you call the pizza place and you place your order and then you go pick up the pizza. And next thing you know, a pizza is on your table, but it's the same thing with business and results in terms of success. People can just understand that better, but that all starts with that initial seed of, I want pizza. And then, and then your mind figures out a way to get it. You, you pick up the phone, you call, you order, you go and pay for it, you pick it up, you bring it home. And it's the same thing. It really is. It's a longer process. But when, when you have those ideas and that vision of exactly what you want, things are going to fall into place for you to make them happen. So Tony Robbins is very famous at saying, you know, stop looking for resources and become resourceful. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at any successful person, they've always had that rock bottom part. Even Tony Robbins, homeless, overweight, all of that kind of stuff, right? And what did he do? He went and found Jim Rohn. And he started, you know, he would take all of his money that he earned and went to this little shop and bought the cassette tapes. He spent all his money on these cassette tapes and he listened to them over and over and over again. Why? To change his mindset. So he knew that he didn't want to be in that space anymore. He wanted to be something different. So he made it happen. Like you have to make it happen. Nobody's going to do it for you. Mm -hmm. Nobody, right? Like your mother gave you a choice. John, you're 14. Like you can either be freaking miserable in your room and drive us all crazy by slamming your door <laughs> or you can go to something else. Right. And it really is that simple, but it's like anything in life. Like you and I can preach this all the time, but unless you're willing to do that self-awareness thing and really look in the mirror and say, what don't I like about my life? What do I really want? You know, that why that deep why, I mean, for me, what drives me is I don't want to be my parents. And I know that sounds very morbid to a lot of people, but they died very young. They were never really happy. They always put off shit until tomorrow because you needed to save that money for retirement. Um, you know, they never really enjoyed their life. And I refused. I refused to be that way. And I haven't, right? So mm -hmm. 
it's, I mean, your mind is such an incredibly powerful tool. And I, I love the fact that you figured that out so early on. I yeah. love it. Yeah. And like you just said, it's the mind is where it begins, but you have to back it with action. Mm-hmm. Like you have, to, you have to put yourself out there, like feeling it and like thinking it and feeling it in synchronicity is huge. And that's what starts to get the wheel turning and what starts attracting the right things but it's up to you to get out there in the world and take action and put yourself out there and get out of your comfort zone too. But working on your mind allows you to, because you understand that all the best things in life come from outside of your comfort zone, that you need to fail in order to learn and in order to get to the next level, that you need to deal with rejection in order to get results. And when you understand all those things, then it just makes it more of a game to be played, right? Instead of a feeling of pain every time, you know, you're getting a little uncomfortable or you get told no, you just realize it's part of the game of success and that everyone who's, you know, earned their stripes and has become successful has played the same exact game. And it just makes it so much more fun, so much more of like a, just an enjoyable process, but it just all starts in the mind really does. Yeah. And you know, like when you put yourself out there and you really go outside the comfort zone and you accomplish it, you realize that the fear of doing it was far worse than ever doing it, right? And, but more, more importantly, the next time you come up against something really hard, you can look back at that and you realize like, hell, I can do anything if I can do that, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's that tipping point of actually just taking that first step, which is really all about, like, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you're going to have to take that first step. You're going to have to look in the mirror what are you really good at? What do I really suck at? What do I need to change in my life? I mean, you and I are going through this 90 day, you know, sprint of personal development. And we both of both you and I made this list of things that we were going to do every day, things we weren't going to do every day, and what we were going to commit to for 90 days. And what's happening, we're already seeing amazing progress, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's the little things that add up over time. I mean, it's and it's not like, you have to go back and get, you know, a doctorate degree to do anything. I mean, it's anything is possible. Anything's possible. Right. I kind of kept you for a long time. Most 45 minutes, John. I mean, what, I mean, anything else you'd like to add to your, your fan followers out there about, you know, your book, your podcast, um, any last tips of wisdom? Yeah, well, the book I really wrote, and that was like a a passion project almost, because I felt like the experiences I went through and the realizations I've had at a young age needed to be passed along out there. So my goals were really to inspire people to um, just take action on whatever their gut is telling them to do. Because if you're in my mind, it's like, I've lived life is if I have an idea or something feels right to me, I just go for it. And I've both failed and succeeded, but I've learned in that process. And if you don't get out there and go after things that you might feel are right and you, you know, push them off because you might think that a family member will think it's stupid or someone might judge you, you're going to live a life full of regret, which in my mind is one of the scariest places to be. So it's meant to inspire, shift your perspective to what's possible because I hate that I was shown one way growing up. And now that I see this world of possibilities, I mean, literally anything is possible and you can be and do and have whatever you want. So that was another one. And I just wanted to share the story in an entertaining way as Cindy said much more depth than I was able to share on this podcast. But the journey has really been uh, pretty, pretty funny, comical. And we just had so much fun in the process of this whole entrepreneurship game and 
uh, finding myself. So uh, definitely check out the book. We just started a podcast, which is an extension of it called The Unconventional Education Show, which I'm just bringing on high level entrepreneurs and really people from all walks of life to talk about entrepreneurship mindset and life experiences to help people just level up and become the best version of themselves. And yeah, I mean, any last piece of advice, like I, I always tell people, if, if you're feeling something and, and there's a calling that has been on your mind and hasn't been able to escape like a thought that repeats itself or something that you want to do that just hasn't been able to uh, go away, that's the sign that you should take action on it. And that's the best place to start really. Preach so yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, if, if there's something on your mind or anything, no matter how far fetched or ridiculous it may seem, I mean, you get to live one time, right? And what's the point of working on someone else's dream or building someone else's dream when we're more than capable, especially in today's day and age to make and live a life by our design that our craziest dreams can really come true with the resources we have at hand. So So that's what I got for you guys. (laughs) So how do people (laughs) buy your book, John? Where can they get it? Yeah, it's on Amazon, um, my website, beyondtheclassroombook.com. And either one, at least the same place, but get it there. Uh, the podcast is on every platform. Apple's, Apple Podcasts and Spotify are the two main ones that people have been listening to it on. And if you want to connect with me, um, Instagram is where I'm most active, at John Stankowitz. And shoot me a DM, and I love to have conversations, especially and build relationships with other entrepreneurs. Well, thanks, John, for joining me today. This is Cindy Donaldson with another episode of Entrepreneur Masters. It's been a pleasure. So can't wait to see what's next in your life. Thank you, Cindy. I had a ton of fun. I I can't wait to see where you head to. All right. Have a great day, everybody. Bye.